Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Oh my gosh, you guys, we have exciting news. Yeah, we're really stoked about this one. Okay, so... Our dreams have come true. They really have. After under a year's worth of hard work. (laughs) (laughs) Under a year's worth of like... Setting our clocks forward and and making sure that we were barely on time to things. uh, Something has worked out for us. Bo and I are going to do a live show at a festival. Yeah, we've been asked to... (laughs) (laughs) We've been asked to uh, record a live show, perform at the... Outlier Festival. Yep, it's the Outlier Podcast Festival. It's in LA. It's hosted by the Outlier Headquarters and Village Workspaces. So if you Google Outlier Podcast Festival Los Angeles, you'll see all about it. I think we're on the 29th, September 29th. By the time we record again, we'll know for sure and we'll know exactly what time. But we're going to do a live shit show yeah so part gonna, of it will have to be a shit show which well we can of course count we're gonna be telling some that. stories so we're gonna be uh getting a bunch of uh campers of the week and yeah. bug bites and ready spooky yeah some spooky story we're gonna have a, a really great guest on you're gonna love so uh if you have a chance come out and see us at the outlier podcast festival come on kids now gather around Grab along and sit right down What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground It's the campfire shit show And now, your camp counselors Bo Hufford and Mero Climo <laughs> Just let me leak knowledge All over the oh. couch Oh, Jesus Speaking of engorged, do you like my outfit? No Do you think it's engorgeous? It's... G- uh ladies and gentlemen meryl is like one of those few people who can somehow put together an outfit that doesn't it shouldn't exist (laughs) and still you accept it it's it's not and i don't mean that way that in a way that's like like a fashion designer would put these two things together and have you go wow i never would have thought that uh what she's wearing today is a green polka dotted jumper Mm -hmm. short Mm -hmm. jumper right and then underneath it, it's really low cut and open. <laughs> like it, if she didn't have a sports bra on, you would see everything. That's the style now. No, the, but the sports bra is like this see-through mesh. Oh boy, I feel like we're in a fashion show. It's, it's see-through mesh, white, 
and then it has these weird asymmetrical lines that are uh, bold across it, but huge spaces where you can just see her skin. So you can absolutely 100% just see cleavage just like shaking up the rooms that she walks into. (laughs) And I'm just looking at you like, what are you doing? What is this? I'd like to say. Who dresses you? Me. This is a thing. Who dresses me? Me. Yeah. Yeah. And my personalities. My personality. It's funny, you can get offended by like who dresses you, but if I said who undresses you, you'd be like, Jack. Yeah. yeah. With his so, eyes. But you wouldn't get offended by it. No, because that's true. Actually, I undress myself. I also have this weird thing of like now living together with yeah. my cohort. <laughs> I I like to have him see like the final product of when I get ready. And I hate changing in front, like in and out. It's so embarrassing and weird. Do you guys you change? In front of people? Yes, I don't like that. This is something I don't really talk about. But I don't love to change in front of people. Because you're a never nude. I'm a never nude. That's right. Oh no, my gosh, no, no. I forgot that you're a never nude. I just find, you know what it is? I swear to you, this is what it is. <clears throat> Lately, and we haven't really talked about this, is like I've been dealing with a lot of back issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes me feel so <laughs> old. And so I don't like talking about it. But like I went to the doctor. I got x-rays. And I have like early signs of arthritis. and oh, no. Degenerative, like sciatica and stuff like that. Degenerative disc disease or something like that. So I have to go to... I'm going to actually be doing physical therapy. Really? Yes. Uh, starting on Monday. Can we podcast an episode yes. live from there? And it is very difficult for me to lean over. I can stand. I can sit. I can lay down. But those middle parts between the sit and stand, it's hard. Really? It's hard for me to stretch out. It's hard. And, and so like getting dressed must be the most awkward thing like. to watch me do. Because <laughs> I'm like... And so I'm like, I'll just do this in the bathroom and I'm like in complete pain. There are times when I stand up and I think I'm going to shit my pants just because no. my, my core is just like letting loose. It's really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Brittany's a good woman dealing with all this. This is like <laughs> you're into like your second month of the relationship and all of a sudden your partner turns 80. Like that's... <laughs> It's a little awkward. It's but. so true. So I'm trying to get that. That's I'm so weird. So what did exercise you, and did you get your 23 and me results back yet? No, I haven't maybe, gotten them. Maybe like you have a long I know. line. Who knows? Of... I, I asked for everything. Wow. Bro. I, asked I for never all the knew help. you were suffering with this in pain. I hurt myself as a kid and uh, I've been dealing with it the rest of my life. I was lifting dog food, like big 10, 20 pound, 30 pound bags of dog food and uh, lifting them like from the ground up to a shelf, right? In a grocery store and, and I would turn. Whoosh, just keep throwing them, throwing, and I threw one, and my back just gave out, and I popped two discs out of my lower back, and I was, I, I, I didn't work for like weeks. Really? Yeah, I had to get like, went to the doctor, and then went to the Cairo, and they electrocuted me, like you know, with all the zip, 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 and pushed it back in. But it's been. It's I like, bet there's hidden emotion there, because like your root chakra. I bet that there is some like family stuff going on. <laughs> we're gonna take you to, we're gonna do the Western solution, and then I'm gonna take you <laughs> to like an acupuncturist, and we're gonna dig in deep of like why your spine <laughs> is reacting to like. I'm down. I, I'm, okay, I'm looking let's do for it. solutions. I think there's some emotional cause. You think so? Yes. Hmm. I think I've told this before, but uh, I root- think everything has this deep emotional cause. It like does. So, something is. Is really bad going on in there. My back gave out when I gave notice to my job that I had been at for like 11 or 12 years. Remember, I told you I gave notice and I felt so empowered. And then the next day my back gave out and then I had to like crawl, like literally crawl to them and be like, <laughs> what's our insurance again? <laughs> like, like I was, And I was like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about like needing medical insurance right, and stuff like right, that. So right, right. I think our back is very much tied to our emotions. Yeah. And I think like the root and the sacral chakras, if you will, are tied to like our feeling connected with ourselves and within the world. Namaste. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also threw my neck out once. This is really weird. This yeah. is really, really weird. So 
like sometimes I have panic attacks. Really? Yeah, since college I've had panic oh, I attacks. I would never expect that from someone like you. So I'm, I'm literally <laughs> holding coffee shaking right now. And okay, so some of my panic attacks sometimes, this is people, this is weird, but like are like somatic. So I'll get scared, like I'll swallow and then I'll feel like I'm never going to stop swallowing. I'm ne- it's like OCD mixed Well, let's with hope so, said somatic. every guy that knows you. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I got it from my dad. I'm never gonna stop swallowing. <laughs> but you hear like, that world? It's like you get caught in a somatic loop where, yeah. like, I'll be like, I'm only gonna swallow. I can't stop swallowing. It's this weird, like, wow. Like, it. I think it just comes with like being out of control and feeling like I'm never gonna blink again. Like this weird thing. What? I know it's super weird. I think it's called like somatic, like obsessive disorder. Or obsessive. 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 <laughs> you somatic don't really help mimosas. <laughs> mimosas that I swallow. <laughs> But like I used to have it way more. Now I'm just like, oh, I can't swallow. Who cares? But but sometimes it will happen. And the last time it happened was a few months ago. I had like just a lot of stress. And then I woke up one morning and I'm just like, I can't stop swallowing. I can't. It's this weird, really, really weird. That's weird. I've never heard of it. And I did that. And and then I like afterwards, you get so tired and I cried from it. And I cried so hard that I threw my neck out (laughs) or like my neck cut out. I know. You cried so hard you threw your neck out. Yeah. Weird. I know. And I'm like a very happy, well-balanced person. So. Happy. Because yes. I'm happy and I just can't yes. stop swallow, swallow, swallow. <laughs> because I'm... Oh, Does oh, anyone else oh. have that? No, I'm totally alone. Okay. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like there has... I feel like mental uh, situations come in all forms and some people like cut themselves. I don't do that. Some people too, choose toxic relationships. I just can't stop like blinking and swallowing sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. What a good thing to have. Hey, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I already made the joke. You can't make the joke. I made the joke. We can do it. It's our sequel. What? Sequel. What? Well, now I'm blinking and choking less because I've been very happy in a job with structure, Bo. Yeah. Uh, I feel like someone is supporting my emotional testicles. You know what I've noticed is that you're, you, when you used to say, I'll be over at 930, you'd show up at 10 to 1015. Yes. And the last three times since you got this job, you've been showing up at 930. Oh, with my hair brushed, I yeah. brush my teeth. So so clearly this is helping you. It really is because I feel like having somewhere, like there's no negotiating with my job. My boss will say, hey, I need you here at eight. Right. Like we, plus navigating the Los Angeles like right. freeways. I've you got to think just, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, you, if you're off by uh, 10 minutes leaving, you know, it, it could actually like a, be a lot of time. Yeah difference so i am finding joy in structure wow swallow swallow swallow, swallow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah it's weird to see you actually make it on time and have these things in priority i hate i mean i'm always on time I, it, to a you know i'm probably that person that has to force myself to come to a party a little bit later because if somebody says eight o'clock oh you're there right at eight well no i'll i'll my gut reaction is to be there at eight because that's when they want people there and then i can leave whenever Yes. But that now I have to tell myself, like, okay, I'm not going to get there at 8. I'm going to get there at, like, 9. Come an hour later. Let things get going. I don't want to be there being like, oh, so uh, just your uncle's here. Oh, what, what do you do? Shine shoes. Wow. Okay, let's talk about that, you know. <laughs> um, it's, it's better to get there a little bit later. But I'm always on time because of my profession. You know, I have to show up to a gig or, you know, a meeting, a presentation, and you can't show up 20 minutes late to a presentation right? and be like, okay, so here's what I'm thinking, guys. No one's going to take you serious, so. <laughs> what if you show up late and you're like, can't bend over? <laughs> you're like, hey, I do art for a living. Hey, like, sorry, guys. I know I said I do murals, <laughs> but like, I can't really like do the in-between crouching down and standing up. Like, 
No. Uh, I hate people that are late, actually. It really annoys me. Oh, actually, wait, 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 wait. Ooh. Can we do something different? Yeah. Let's, let's just get into a bug bite right now. Let's move it up. Zap it. Yuck. Bug bites. People who set their clocks ahead. Why would you do that? I don't know anyone that still does I that. know people that do this shit. Are you kidding? Yeah, you get into a car and you're like, oh, fuck, we're going to be late. And they're like, oh, actually, that's uh, 15 minutes ahead. It's like... Wait, what? That's very weird. Okay, because my thing with that, it fucking pisses me off because what it is saying about the person who does that is I'm smart enough to set my clock ahead so that I can trick myself because I'm dumb enough to look at the clock and go, oh, no, I'm going to be late and then forget that I set it. Like, it's one thing to do that to somebody that you love that's always late and then you secretly set their clock ahead and go, now they'll make it on time. But, like, to do it yourself is like, how dumb are you? Right, and then how do you switch all of your, like, computer times, your phone? Like, there's a lot of It's so dumb. People right are getting their car like, what are they doing? Like, I got plenty of time. And then they go, oh, no. Uh, like get there on time yeah. you don't need to you don't need to like fuck with the clocks or the time of the of the world <laughs> just fucking just do it someone's on beijing time here. it's like, like somebody I, who was the first person who did that and go i'm gonna cheat the system you're not cheating anything you're just dumb you're cheating yourself. you're i think people who do that are dumb i do I, I think they can't handle they can't handle just doing things when they're supposed to be done they have to trick themselves what a fucking dumb thing no what do you think about their cousin who is the set your alarm and snooze for 22 times when you wake up in the morning that's different as long okay let's say you have to get up at nine right Mm -hmm. and you set your clock starting at eight and then you have a second alarm at eight ten and then eight that's so weird to me what you think okay as soon as the alarm comes up and then get up sleep as much as you can for real have one alarm wake up okay i i get it i get that i I get that i can almost understand that idea because you're losing, you you snooze, you lose. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with a sentence. Is that where it came from? <laughs> oh my gosh, you Ben Franklin probably said it. I oh bet. my god, no! He early did to it. bed, early to rise. Ben Franklin's like, I always use the snooze button, <laughs> which was like a rooster that he just punched over and over and over. <laughs> like, not yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. That's another thing that has been making me bright-eyed and breasty-tailed is early to bed early to rise so i have been trying to tuck myself in by like 9 30 you still tuck yourself in i have to well, you go into the bed and you lay down and then you you came you come into the room and tuck you I in i give myself a mint <laughs> a mint is <laughs> like that what a, you do before bed like an andy's mint you know the kind they leave on a your... chocolate andy's mint uh-huh. before bed yes who are you i eat it in bed while doing a crossword puzzle too when's the last time you were in any place where they put an andy's mint on the bed Last weekend. No. The Ritz-Carlton. No. Yep. They don't do that. Yes, they do. There's no fucking way. Yes, they do. At they, the Ritz-Carlton, they put an Andy's mint, a mint that you can buy version. at Walmart. No, they have their own version of it. And it's a chocolate mint. Yes. Yeah, you can't even back this up. I wasn't sleeping. Let's call the Ritz-Carlton right now. Okay. Do you put Andy's mints on what your What if I call Ritz crackers? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's your friend. It's your friend. His name is Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. If I have a kid, I'm going to name it that. No, you're not. Ritz. Okay. Okay. Hold on. You're losing it. I'm not losing it. Okay. My bug bite. Wait. Okay. You got a bug bite. I have a bug bite. Yeah. Tell me. Oh, I'm fired up. I'm sweating. This is one of my biggest pet peeves in my entire life. Really? Yes. And I've had it for many years. Tell me. When people ask if they can pick my brain for something. I know. Can I pick your brain? Meryl, what do people want to pick your brain for? Bo, 
believe it or not, no, many I, things. I, that's not what I was going to say. I picture actually. someone like with a literal ice pick, like chipping away mm. on my brain. Mm. And I feel like picking, asking someone to pick their brain is like you're taking something from it. And the answer is always like, just do it. Like, can I pick your brain on how to write a book? Can I pick your brain on how to like do you a just don't like the way that sounds no it sounds like you're taking something another way to phrase it would be hey could i like have 15 minutes of your time to ask you some questions well, if stuff. someone asked me for a specific amount of time I, w- I would feel really uncomfortable really if somebody said can i ask you a question well you just wasted you just it. Did it yeah, yeah. but like you know if someone asked me a question and it turned into a 15 minute thing but they, if they were like hey can i have 15 minutes of your time i'd be like what are you selling me you know? Yes. You know, our uh, past guest, Erica De La Cruz, taught me a good way to combat this and say, sure, uh, my hourly rates are, and to charge like a consulting oh. fee. And no one ever writes back to me. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't worked, but at least I said, I would love to talk to you. My yeah. hourly rate is $9. Yeah. yeah. And a mint. But like, I feel like asking someone to pick their brain, ew, 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 that phrase. You know what like, I hate? I, 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 there are some phrases I hate. I hate, uh, I mean, I think a lot of people hate this though, but it's uh, anything outside of the box. Like, oh, uh, we're really yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. think outside the box. Like, There's no such how long have we been thinking outside the box, right. guys? Right. It's no longer a box. There is no there box. Is no box. It's compostable. And every, every company in the world is saying, like, let's think outside the box. Like, okay, so then nobody's thinking inside? Amazon. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like how actually this is happening. There are, like, flies for real. Flying yeah, around. I know. It's you. you <laughs> Did came you bring and, them in? No. Just a- <laughs> um, yeah, I hate that. I really fucking hate that. Uh, and then like companies that just like that, those I had a company one time say, uh, we want to make a video that goes viral. And I just oh was like, of course you do. Of course you do. Who doesn't show me how to do that? You know? Yes, I do know. Let me pick your brain. Do you oh, know? God. No. You got anything else? Yes. What? Physical education in schools. <laughs> <laughs> That's you hate it. You just Gym hate it. class. Okay. Well, nobody likes gym. Uh, okay. I so can't imagine somebody does. I feel like I don't know how it was. Oh, probably similar since we're both. Small I think I told you stories about my life in gymnasium. Something tells so. me we weren't like at the yeah. head of the dodgeball yeah. line. No, no, together. no. Nobody like, was first pick. I'll take Bo or Merrill. Right. Oh, I know. So that feeling of being like last picked. Yeah. I feel like it does not do well for kids, especially like the little snowflakes nowadays. I'm sure they don't do that anymore where you're chosen last no they probably everybody gets picked at once right so <laughs> they just do this half over oh, here that yeah, half yeah, over yeah. there yeah and everyone gets picked yeah like, for and you all get special. a medal and a snow cone yes. at the end oh my gosh okay so yeah. i have a traumatic story tell me at in gym class i think it was seventh or eighth grade yeah there was uh like a like an obstacle course that they built okay. like you know so we, all year it was training up to like we did one thing at a time running right. in the tires then, balance beam, right right all this right. kind of stuff all of this, like, I don't know if there's just something weird with my, like, coordination or whatever, but all of it is kind of a nightmare for me. So at the very end, our physical education test was this thing called the white fence. The white? The white fence. fence. Oh, And it's like, it, it's to make all the young girls turn into moms. <laughs> oh, my God, the picket white <laughs> yeah, fence. Yeah, <laughs> get your white picket fence ready. The perfect home is on the like other side. The window salesman. Husband. Yeah. So so this white fence was uh, pretty much like a, a ladder, like a white ladder that you were supposed to run up to, kind of like army, throw yourself over and flip okay. over the other side. Now, our, was your phys ed like mixed girls and boys? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ours yeah. was too. And so there was this boy that I really liked, Joe Charney, rest in peace. I think he passed away. <laughs> you think? I think so, yeah. Well, don't say rest in peace if you're not sure. I went sure. to his like, Facebook one night. 
and it looks like he has passed away. So rest <laughs> in peace. He will be remembered fondly in my memories. Oh my but, god! Um, no, I mean it. But like, so I had a huge crush on this boy, Joe Charney, and I was like, not wanting to throw myself over the white white fence and you know just kind of make a fool of myself. Right. And what did I do? Run up to it. Couldn't even get over. I was stuck on it, dangling. No. <laughs> I swear. Really? Yep. And so you can just imagine seventh and eighth graders, like, I mean, now if there were social media, I would have gone viral with, like, girl gets stuck in white fence. <laughs> and like, like, my shirt went over my head. It was just, like, the most mess thing that you could have imagined. Okay. And Joe Charney kind of led the pack of, like, phys ed uh, phenomenons. And so him and his whole group were just kind of, like, cackling at me oh. while I was still stuck on the white fence. And my teacher, like... I don't even think they like helped me. I think they kind of laughed along with it. Why are they making kids jump over like sharp I know. fences? I don't understand. Well, and this also, was kind of like a yeah. ladder. So, so I. I mean, in this scenario, though, fast forward. Like, I, I think that you shouldn't be embarrassed because, I mean, look at him now. Yeah, yeah. Look at Joe now. Oh no, he's in the <laughs> white fence in the sky. That's not nice. <laughs> he climbed. He literally climbed his way into heaven. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> but like I. Uh, I would practice so it was so humiliating to me and so like traumatizing that in my off time I would go like in off hours and they would open the gym for me at like six a.m. and I would go practice the white fence by myself. Shut up. Yep. So then it came, so I practiced for the whole summer hours and hours and I knew Aww. okay when we came back I'm gonna show everyone. And so, did you? Nope. I got stuck again. No, you didn't. Yep. <laughs> so people and then the word got out like Meryl's been practicing the white fence like oh no and everyone was like at this point everyone cheered to kind of like they switched to be on my team saying you can do this we believe in you so I had about like 20 people chanting I, I heard that like nah, 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 and I ran up and I just like fell on the white fence again oh and nothing no happened and I never really got to do it oh that's so sad but yeah now the teachers like wanting to pick my brain so <laughs> so that just goes to show like phys ed does not mean unless you're going to then be a star student athlete or something like right. i don't know anyone that excelled in phys ed that doesn't have like 14 children right now and made right them. they're right. all selling like face cream wow <laughs> oh my god they are every good person that i know in gym is now trying to like facebook message me to buy their oh. ret- retinol cream so they're, yeah. they're essential oils phys ed fuck you phys ed teachers I Fuck wish you, you the best. I'm sorry your life has turned out this I'm way. I'm sorry you couldn't tell everyone you were a lesbian. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Denise Marianacci was yeah, my... Yeah, I know. I had I, every... And the frozen visit. hot dogs. Every, Mrs. Swainbank and Mrs. Someone Else. They frozen have, hot dogs? Every gym teacher lesbian has, is oh, caught like, with a frozen hot dog. Caught with a frozen hot dog. Had to get it removed or something. <laughs> First off, why would you put a frozen hot dog? I know. If you're a lesbian, you don't want that. You Ooh, want the bun. That seems like it'd be... Yeesh. I know. Doesn't it? What do you, wait, what did you say? If, if you're, you're a lesbian, you want the what? The bun. What do you mean? Because the bun mimics a, a, a vagina. No, no, no. You wouldn't. Okay. A lesbian would want. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I hear where you're going with that. But what are they going to do with a bun? They. I mean, what do they do with the female bun? Like, you know, basically, uh, I, <laughs> I have a reproductive bun. I just realized you have no idea what happens when two women are together. They clam or whatever it's they called. clam? <laughs> <laughs> the clam bun, the scissor. <laughs> so she'd be scissoring with the hamburger bun and not the meat. Okay, but right I, now, now listen. I could be wrong here, but like when when you say scissoring, what's happening? You put your bun with the other woman's bun, and then what? Then the loaves go in and out and in and out. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this may be a new I, weird. I, term. I actually, I I actually, we need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, phys ed. Fuck you. Okay. That was a long bug bite. So uh, we've got our boy Chris out there. Chris and out there. We want to make sure we give him a plug. Yep. So he's got an awesome podcast called Drink Until You Podcast. It's the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. If you ever need new ideas for what to order at a bar, this is the podcast for you. Three drink recommendations, sports, and the general shenanigans of the host, Chris. Follow D-U-Y-P, which stands for Drink, drink Until, Until You, you podcast. podcast on Podbean, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Cheers. He's very Hash- funny. He is funny. He is funny. He's super funny. I like it. I like it Funny too. before he gets drunk and funny while he gets drunk and after. Let's do it. Wow. We should follow along and drink until we on the next one, Bo, and then we'll record Ooh, it. Ooh, let's It'll do that. It'll be like Inception. Like we oh. drink until we, then they could drink until we. I love it. Oh my gosh. Can we do, I know we don't usually do this. Can we do Camper of the Week? Already? Yeah. Roll call. And now it's time for the Camper of the Week. This Camper of the Week comes from Travis. Hey, Travis. Hi, Travis. And he says, hey, guys, super funny. Fuck Wait, what? <laughs> I think he's talking about another episode that he's because he messaged me and I think he's referencing something else. You so, don't have to say any of the, the nice things that they would say, like, hey, great well, I podcast. I want to read his entire message. Yeah, we don't need that. It was just, about nurses getting into... hand jobs, and I think that's what he thought was funny. Oh, okay. okay. Nursing homes, hand jobs. Hand jobs, like old people hand jobs. So. He says, something tells me you guys will each have a story about this. Tell me a time that you had to stop abruptly during sex. You know what I love about these topics is that you and I don't talk about them before. And so they're always a joy for me because I'm like, I have to quickly run through my entire (laughs) memory bank of like, what stories do I have? Right. Mm -hmm. I have two, I think. (gasps) Okay. I have two right off the gate. Uh, Okay. So one time I stopped. And it was not really sex, but it was sexual. There was a okay. So I had um, I have a dog, a super cute dog, right? Mm-hmm. And already this is freaking me out. Yeah, uh, and I was hanging out with a girl, and the girl really liked the dog, and uh, we were in the same. You know, the dog was in the room while we were starting to get a little frisky. Know? Yeah, and then uh, there was a moment where she's giving me a blowjob. Right. The dog or the girl? No, the, the girl. <laughs> okay. The girl is giving me a blowjob. And then uh, Arrow comes in the room. Yes. Bo's uh, yeah. name is Bo. His dog's name I is didn't Arrow. S- oh, Jesus Just- Christ. Arrow comes in the room and uh, in the middle of her... <laughs> Oh, no. sucking my dick <gasps> she just looks over and goes puppy like that she's got her hand around my cock and i'm just <laughs> like uh okay we're done like i was just done i just like and i was just like kind of like heaved her off of me a little bit like yeah, yeah go ahead and pet puppy because i don't want it's like you wouldn't want to pull your pants on and have somebody go cute <laughs> turtle you know? yeah, yeah yeah snapping turtle yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was just like yeah we're done and then she knew something was wrong i was like ah i'm good i'm kind of lost it kind of lost my my interest in this Ooh. it was just like you know you don't want in that moment of like oh, I being do that all sexy, the time. you don't want to all of a sudden be like, I heard a good joke the other oh day. Oh my gosh, I'm, like, I do that all the time. I you do? Annoying to Jack. Yeah, I'll be like, like we'll be trying, it won't even be during the actual reprodu- reproductive intercourse okay. act. Yeah, first off, it will be, yeah. uh, it will be like in the foreplay, I'll like, we'll be kissing or something and then I'll just mention like, like tell me about UFOs or like something, <laughs> that, <laughs> like something that is completely like tangential to like what we're even talking about what, what does he do 
he says, well, you've like ruined that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a moment. Like the Listen, other day, I wanted to go pluck my chin hairs before we got it on, and, and you told him that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Mary. This is Listen. why living together has shrouded. No, you, you just don't. There are certain things that will turn people <sighs> off. You know. Was that dog a cocker spaniel? No. Maybe a whippet. <laughs> God, you, you're you're ridiculous with these puns. Uh, the other time, this is way back when I lived down at the beach, and I, I was on the second floor apartment, and my bedroom's window actually just faced an alleyway, so it faced another apartment building. Okay, right? and so my window in my bedroom looked right into their window in their living room. Okay, and so me and my girlfriend at the time having sex, and then I like almost get up from the bed, like stand up for a second to like switch things around. And as I stood up naked in my full glory, uh, there were two girls in the living room across the way (gasps) looking right at me and they just go creepy (laughs) like that. And I was like, Oh my God. And I like hit the deck and I was like, what the fuck? And it just kind of, you know, Obviously, that's going to kill the mood, too. But they both, are they like, I'm picturing the, like the twins in The Shining. Like, <laughs> <laughs> They're holding they, hands. Yeah, yeah, they, they just get the, open, the elevator opens and they both yell, creepy. <laughs> like, that's weird. That's also weird to yell, creepy. Yeah. yeah. Puppy. I guess, I mean, I probably shouldn't have been wearing that panda mask, but whatever. <laughs> like with a bloody knife. With an axe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine is, well, my first one I've mentioned before, when I drink too much wine, uh, I started crying during sex. My dog thought that <laughs> the boy was hurting me and then bit the boy. <laughs> and so I, I didn't stop like I, I didn't even stop. It's just it just kind of imploded on itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the other time was when I was a young Merrill that had just moved to San Diego. Uh-huh. I dated a I don't know why I have a thing for radio boys. I feel like I've always been. Do you? Yeah, I date radio. Because you've always that. wanted to be in radio, maybe. No, radio's always wanted to be in me. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh my god, I really have problems. I can't swallow. I can't swallow. I can't swallow. But like, um, no, 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 no. So like, one of my first uh, dates that I went on was someone that worked at a radio station. He was much older, and I got that feeling of like butterflies, excitement, this, yeah, that, which yeah. always means like something's terrible. Yeah, something's wrong, horrible. Like there's an underlying. Yeah, it yeah. was like so exciting. My like, you know, I was always on edge. And yeah. I, and so we kind of like, I couldn't really tell. Now I would know the signs, but like he would kind of be very available for a week and then not available for two weeks. Like, yeah. It was always at my house. It would never his house. I couldn't really like understand sure. what was going on. So one night uh, I was filleting him. <laughs> filleting him? <laughs> yep. Like a fish? <laughs> And um, he screamed, I- I'm at a breaking point. And he like he screamed, I'm at a breaking point. And I'm like, okay, like I think that's what we're aiming for here, right? Like, and so I stopped and I'm like, what do you mean we're at a br- I'm, you're at a breaking point? And he said, I'm actually at a breaking point with a relationship and I'm engaged and we're either at this breaking point where we're going to go ahead and get married or we're about to break up. <laughs> and so he said this like as my like... What? My beautiful lips were centered around his... <laughs> Dro- dropping member. <laughs> I wanted you to. I wanted you to struggle through that. I was gonna help you, and I was like, no, struggle, struggle. So he told me. So I was like, wait. So this dude's engaged. We were sitting on my IKEA bed. He's been. Was like, he's fucking you, but I was blowing him. But he is engaged. So he screams out, "I'm at a breaking point." <laughs> like just those words. It wasn't like followed by anything. He just screamed out, "I'm at a breaking point," and what? I'm like, I oh, thought what he timing. Meant- 
I know. You guys had hooked up before. Yes. Yeah, we've had sex before. But and the, uh, what a weird thing to say. I know. So like, like any. Uh, I'm in a transitional phase. It's like, yeah, okay, let's talk about it before. I know. <laughs> That's or, exactly or, or what after. What it was. Like, I know. So we. So like any self-respecting woman, I walked him to his car and then I called him for like the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember. Hey, like, I know you said you were getting. You it was were the, getting I like married, walked him to his car like that night. I'm like, what was what was my problem? But like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then afterwards, his like a few months later, his fiance called me to ask <gasps> if like I had any. She said, "I know about you guys. I just like I only care if you have any money stolen or not because he's been stealing money from me." So it was like the weirdest no, thing ever. Uh. Yep, yeah, yeah. She's like, "I don't even care about the like whatever part." So I she broke care. up with him. Clearly, no, they're married now. <gasps> Is yep. that wait what? what? I think he had a drug issue. Wait, so he was cheating on her, and he was stealing her money. Yep. And then she's like, well, let's do this. Yeah, he was on the radio. Wow. I know. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I don't know how it works for people. I know. I know that makes me really sad when I'm like, whenever I've been single and been like, I can't, you know, I just can't find a good person, like a the right fit. And then there's that guy who's like cheating and stealing. He's like, got a woman. I think to like a young, I don't know about her, but I think to me, I was, he was almost probably I would bet like 20 years older than me for real and I think like he knew kind of like the weird suave mysterious things to kind of like manipulate a little bit and I was definitely hooked and now I'm like whatever well those are good those are I think those are both both good uh good little stories there for the old camper of the week thanks camper thanks Travis all right. Well, what else is new? What, what what else is going on? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I was talking to my really good friend Johnny. Yeah. Before I came here. And hi he, Johnny. Hi Johnny. He mentioned that he had a scary story for us, and I said, "Wait, hold on. Don't tell me. Let's call you." You want to go into it? Let's go into it. Secrete so on over. Listen for a bit. But don't look now. It's some spooky shit. Okay, so for this spooky story, one of my best friends in the whole wide world is a fantastic writer. Uh, He has a story that I have heard of a little bit throughout the years, but I wanted him to like put it to words to share with you guys because I thought um, the way he writes, the way he speaks, the way he tells a story is really awesome. And I could listen to like... Yeah, and it aligns with our spooky shit segment. Exactly. I could listen to a whole podcast episode. We're going to let you tell... Let him tell you this story. I'm going to let you let him tell the story. Yes, we're going to let people tell people things. Johnny's eloquent despite... Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're the we're the garbage people of the uh, of the campsite together in the dumpster of love. Okay, so let's call Johnny. Yeah, and let him tell his story. Hear his story. Awesome. Hello, Johnny. Hi. I don't know why I'm saying it like you just won Publishers Clearinghouse. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I won. You won uh, Podcasters Clearinghouse. Hi. Uh, hey, Johnny. Hi. Meryl was telling me that you have some spooky shit to share with us, and I really am interested to hear. Honestly, um, I do have something spooky to say, and it's uh, it's almost, it, it's hard to revisit it because it's, it's completely true. Ooh, tell us. So this is a special story, not simply because it's a ghost story, but it's special because it's a ghost story about a ghost story. Oh. <gasps> I spent the summer of 2003 in Syracuse, New York. I was going to Syracuse University. Um, for listeners who are sort of unfamiliar with Syracuse, it's a city in central New York located near Onondaga, uh, the lake. It's a city like most others, but once you get past like the urban center, beyond the university into the suburbs, the collective consciousness kind of pulls back and leaves one like among the bleached bones of the mid-20th century. 
As for me, I was sort of in the middle, um, having rented an attic apartment in a beautiful, well-worn Victorian house. It was small, but had three bedrooms, like a living area and a kitchen. The other two bedrooms belonged to Kelly and Pete, my classmates and good friends since freshman year. And Pete was the audiophile, the mild-mannered, sort of intellectual, who loved coffee. Kelly was the uh, girl who just moved in. She was the sensitive comedian who lived for grilling burgers on the George Foreman grill, you know, telling the perfect joke. But on one night in July, when the air became saturated and heavy from the high temperature and the moisture coming off the lake, the laughing was about to stop. It sort of all started with an idea. See, like in Syracuse, especially on a budget, one's got to make their own fun. In a way, the city shuts down in the summertime when the students go on break. So for those of us left behind, we scour the record stores for indie music and we drink outside under the stars and make sushi runs at Wegmans. And we, we love it. But even those things become routine. And on this July night, we found ourselves bored and quiet and sweaty, waiting for the next thing, as young people often do. There was a turning of some kind in my heart, it's like a desire to strike sparks against the stagnancy in which we floundered. But how? We had little money, two beers between the three of us. We'd explored the empty streets to our fill, and our summer allowance of excitement and wonder had been spent. So in selecting the emotion that would color this particular evening, and fill us with a kind of kinetic energy. I forwent nostalgia and instead chose fear. I would tell a ghost story, improvising it on the fly, using specifics and quirky details to make it feel real. I would set it in our place in order to change our perception of the apartment, transforming it from the drab student housing it once was in the Victorian era so long ago. Pete wouldn't buy it. He knew my brand of tomfoolery too well, but Kelly would. After all, she had just moved in. The history of the apartment was still unknown to her, and for all she knew, it went a little something like this. When the house was divided into apartments during the 1960s, the owner hired a man named Frank DeCito to paint the interiors. Frank was from Huntington, Long Island, a widower with no extended family. He followed his beloved daughter upstate when she went to college, bringing his eight-year-old son Delmore with him. Following the death of his wife, Frank kept his children close. He was terrified that something might happen to them. He was terrified of being alone. So while he painted, Delmore played on the floor with his coloring books and Tonka trunks, sitting next to his adoring papa, who would often pause and regard his boy. Frank was actually painting our apartment one day around the same time. I actually think it was July as well, when a cat meowed from outside. Excited, for Delmore loved cats, the boy ran out of the room toward the back door that led down from the attic via an outdoor staircase. Frank, who stood atop his ladder, screamed, Delmore, stop! But the boy ran on. Frank moved to jump off the ladder and chase his only son, but his coveralls caught the bladder in a place where the wood was cracked and jagged. He fell, snapping his neck and dying both violently and instantly, while outside, Delmore stroked the purring cat. Kelly covered her mouth as I told this. She had the hint, the hint of tears in her eyes. Pete looked away, shaking his head, trying not to laugh at my ruse. But as I told the last bit of my fabricated story, I got the uneasy feeling in my gut, which I just couldn't quite place. So I continued. And now, when the air is thick and heavy, and you step into, yeah, I think it's your room, Kelly, you can feel an electric current running off from some hidden ethereal Tesla coil that bridges this world and the next. And if you listen carefully, you can sometimes hear a voice. It sounds faint but hoarse, as though the speaker is screaming struggling to get loud enough to finally be heard and someday answered. 
somewhere that people can come catch you oh i appreciate it yeah um so i just had a short story published at um at uh, jmww which is a online literary journal and you can find a link to that in my instagram which is at john kazanjan j-o-h-n-k-a-z-a-n-j-i-a-n it's in the biography right there and there's some music on there too if you want to send in your spooky shit email us at campfire we're looking for spooky shit well i i feel like after that story i just want to Go hide in my bedroom. A I know, bit, me too. I'm scared, but I but keep are you scared? Door open. Um, not scared, but I. I was almost charmed. I feel like I should have a <laughs> a, a glass of uh, bourbon and sit on the porch, and then you know, stay away from bedrooms. I guess. I think Johnny made me re, uh, reinforced my fear of like lakes in general, and yeah. just kind of like also, I feel like anytime like kids die or uh, yeah. like younger spirits, I feel like are usually the ones that like yeah. rapture the living. <laughs> well, I well, think this is a, as best time as any to go get some lunch. Let's get out of here. <laughs> We're always getting lunch. You notice that? Yeah, we always get lunch. we tape around lunchtime. I mean, if we tape in the morning, or lunch we people. Yeah. Let's do lunch. Well, Until next guys. time, see you later. Hey, campers, if you want to be the next camper of the week, email campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow. And please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was produced by me, your friendly camp counselor, Jeremy Stock. 